How's it going? It's supposed to be our super casual late night podcast, but I just smashed a Red Bull, so Derek's going to be the casual one for once. I'm chilling over here in my uh, got a cardigan sweater on, drinking some chamomile tea. Yeah. It's funny how like six months ago, our late night podcast episodes were like, we're going to fucking shotgun two monster energy drinks and just let the spirit of caffeine consume us. Some would say our best material. No one would say that. I think <laughs> we might. <laughs> I think some people would say I don't see that as any less or weaker or better than the late stuff. And, the last uh, stuff. Yeah. And now I'm just like, fucking whatever. Cardigan? I feel like chamomile? if you're going to wear a cardigan and drink chamomile tea, you should have an NPR voice. Is it? Do I? You should talk like this. I'm not going to do that. Hello, everybody. A- Welcome A-S- to Outrage Factory. ASM- AMSR? ASMR? That's, that's when you just make like clicks and stuff. Asthma. People who have asthma uh, are disgusting. What's... Derek, stop it. I'd say most of our listeners have the opposite thing, where stuff like that... Clearly, they're them. listening to our shit. What's they that called? What's the, what's the opposite of asthma? Uh, miss... Misanthropia? Misophonia? Yeah, misophonia. Most of our listeners have that. Like On the merits of them listening to us. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to uh, this episode of Outrage Factory, the podcast where Dale and I took a take a good hard look at the things that made people mad online this week and explain why you're dumb for caring. Uh, I'm your co-host, Derek Bowling. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuder. Dale, you want to get into it? Uh, how about we start by doing this? So I've been told by people that I'm not allowed to talk about certain subjects. Oh, come the fuck on. Sorry, I have a musical dishwasher. <laughs> what? What? Why is your dishwasher playing For music? whatever reason, every appliance in this place sings a song when it's done. It's like the washer does it, the dryer does it, my dishwasher does it, the oven does it. If you leave the uh, fucking fridge open too long, it does it. I don't know who bought the appliances for this place, but they're a big fan of, like, noise, I guess. They, they were they bought them at the um, musical toy box yeah. store because that's what that sounds like. It's like, oh, the Disney outlet was having a fucking <laughs> closing down. Anyway, do you want to jump into you, how we're not allowed you, to have opinions? You can't turn it off or mute it? I don't – I haven't put the effort into figuring out. I mean, in a way, I'm kind of like – because it's a little cheerful ditty, and I'm like, yeah. oh, laundry's done. <laughs> like, I, I get to put it in the dryer now. And that lasts like two seconds, and I'm just like. So, Suburb stuff. Dad Factory. Yeah. So, talking about your <laughs> your cardigan. cardigan and your chamomile tea. Now we're talking about how pumped you get yeah, when your laundry's done. Well, it's just like, at least it's not like, you know, the Imperial March or something. It's like, <laughs> it's an uplifting, reminds you to find yeah. joy in doing things like having clean dishes or yeah. clothing. So anyways, as I was saying, uh, I've been told by numerous people, including my girlfriend, that uh, the next subject we're going to talk about, I should not talk about because I am a white male and um, I will probably, I guess, step on a landmine as I'm trying to tread through the subject matter of the Wet'suwet'en Nation. Or is it the Wet'suwet'en? I mean, if we can't even pronounce it, I think that's a good. Oh, fuck! I looked it up. In. I looked it <laughs> up today. Not have opinions. I looked it up today so that I would know for sure how to say it. I'm just trust you. Ninety percent sure yourself. that it's wet and 
Wet'suwet'en. We're going to edit that whole thing out. It's Wet'suwet'en. Anyways. Can we, go, can we backpedal for like two okay. seconds to that yeah. thing about... Because my girlfriend has yeah. also told me that as a white male, yeah. we should refrain from expressing opinions about women yeah. or race issues. Yeah. I want to go on record saying we don't express opinions about those things. We express opinions about opinions about ah. those things. So we're one step removed from a- yeah. the actual opinion having, which as white males, is there anything we're more entitled to have opinions on than opinions? <laughs> like that's it's true. That's it. On, and the other that thing is, our is wheelhouse. we're the super villains of life's narrative right now. We're yeah. like middle age white males, 40s middle age, right? Uh, I would it's, like to peg it a little bit higher than okay, that, but we'll say, say like 60. Just pre that's that's 60. That's like we're you're almost live, done. No, we're going to live to 120 because okay. they're going to figure so, out. So, as white males just reaching into our 40s, we just became supervillains of everything that's terrible in the world. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're the ones with our white privilege and all our secret, like, Illuminati control, wouldn't we be the ones who should be talking about all this stuff and having, like, a nice problem-solving approach to this whole thing? Yeah. I mean, really, if there's anyone who could solve the world's problems right now, it's white males (laughs) in in their 40s. Well, they caused all the problems. Yeah, so, like, well, just let us undo the shit that we caused. I don't know, man. A lot of it is like... Wait, wait. I just want to say, I'm not saying that white males didn't cause all the problems because they... We for sure for did. For sure <laughs> did. For sure. 100%. For sure did. <laughs> but uh, I just want to go on the record and state that most of those problems I didn't cause personally. Uh, I would like to go on record saying Dale's full of shit. I saw him <laughs> cause most of those problems personally. Uh, and you can hold him personally responsible for Yeah. Them. Clean up your shit, Dale. Yeah. All right. So now that we know what we're not allowed to talk about, which is everything. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> We've so, established that we have no right. Uh, last couple of weeks, uh, there's been some anti-pipeline protests in Vancouver, which if there's going to be an anti-pipeline protest, Vancouver's the city you're going to have it in. And um, then it spread to Victoria with the uh, provincial legislature where they tried to block, uh, like, government meetings and stuff, and then it spread to Ottawa and Ontario, and, yeah, it's basically... It's gone national. They've, uh... Yeah, this problem with the... Ah, uh, what, what's, what's the pipeline actually called? Is it Does it have a name? Isn't it the, um... It's not the Northern Gateway. I thought it was the Northern Gateway. That was the crude oil pipeline that would have followed, I think, simil- the similar path, which is... From Dawson Creek on the Alberta-BC border, across going, st- I don't know if it's going straight west, it's got to meander a bit, to Kitimat, where it would load up tankers and it would go straight to China. This is the uh, coastal gas link. Okay. Which, like, okay, let's start there. Hey, pipeline builders, if you want to get public approval to build your fucking pipelines, and you want to get approval from, like, the First Nations chiefs, just let them name the fucking thing. Call it like the... Don't. D- don't. <laughs> just say 
allow them to give allow it, them to give it a name a proper, uh, proper respectable indigenous name of yeah. their choosing. <laughs> Did you know where I was gonna? Go? No, I just don't want you to say anything or try to guess at an indigenous name. That's exactly what I was gonna do because <laughs> although I feel like we sh- like I, we're walking through landmines with this already. Like me and my girlfriend had a huge fight about this factory saying about how I shouldn't talk about it because like, (laughs) as I said before, I'm a white male. So, but yeah. But like, yes, allow the indigenous people to name it. Like the Northern gateway and the fucking coastal gas link. Like, come on. The trans mountain. Yeah. We can give it like more aspirational or, you know, like, and don't call it gas. Call it. Okay, in the Earth, 70s, Earth juice. they magically called it natural gas, right. which is the best name for, like, gas you could ever give because if you don't think about it too much, it just sounds, like, natural. It sounds good. Like, it sounds organic. Or do what, they, what they've been doing lately and call it LNG, which stands for liquefied natural gas because if you compress natural gas, it turns into liquid. And some would even say that natural gas is even worse than crude oil because it's under pressure, so it could explode. I mean, so I think the the take there is that it's more potentially dangerous in yeah. terms of, like, explosivity. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of, like, environmental impact, it, isn't it? Well, gas, natural worse? gas turns into a gaseous state. Yeah. So if there's a spill... It will just kind of go into the air and then poison everybody around instead of going into the ocean and poisoning the fish. Anyway, so there's this fucking pipeline that they've been trying to build for. They've this is the weird thing about this is like we brought up the Northern Gateway pipeline because that was another pipeline that they were going to build. And then Trudeau said we're not going to build this, but we're going to build a trans mountain. So he kind of said, we'll get rid of that one and we'll do this one. And, and trans mountain was crude oil, correct? That yeah, is it's bitumen, bitumen, bitumen. That's going to Burnaby where you can see from our house, actually, uh, the, oh, yeah, you can drive by, what are they called? Like the tank fields. They're, they're called some like treatment fields or something. You can see those from Derek's apartment and we're okay with that. But, Yeah, so when we were, the whole country, sometimes world, was talking about Northern Gateway and how frustrated they were with it and how they didn't want tankers to go up to Kitimat and go through, like, navigate that that little, like, amongst those, because there's a bunch of little tiny islands, because Kitimat isn't actually right on on the ocean. It's kind of in a little, oh, fuck, what are those called? Why can't I think? Inlet? Yeah, it's like this little inlet with these little islands you have to, like, sail around to get to. Yeah, it actually looks treacherous as fuck. Yeah. I would not want to. I'm sure they have sonars and stuff. But the reason they like Kitimat is because it's in an inlet, the water's super calm because all the waves that come off the ocean are are broken by the natural landmass. Anyways, so everybody was talking about how bad it was for, like, over 10 years, got to be. And then... But no, but back then nobody was bringing up this coastal gas link, which we knew about, and they're building like an LNG treatment plant in Kitimat. Well, they were going to like this 
pipeline is going to go from Dawson Creek to Kitimat to a treatment plant, which then loads up uh, tankers, which then go to China. And I don't know if everybody kind of thought that when we were talking about Northern Gateway years ago that we were actually talking about this as well. And that when Trudeau said we weren't going to do this, we weren't going to do the Northern Gateway if they thought maybe the natural gas one would have been kiboshed as well. Because do you remember that? Like the confusion of it? Of the Northern... Of the Northern Gateway being separate from the Coastal Gas Link. Is that what you said? I thought they were the same thing, though. It, like, it, they were both pipelines yeah. from northern Alberta from that the, ran through to Kitimat. Yeah. Was the, like, terminus point yeah. for both of them. Yes. So I don't really know what the difference is here. Well, the difference was when Northern Gateway was going on, it, this was a separate one. Because I remember, like, being like, why isn't anybody talking about this? So they were allowing this, but not allowing the Northern Gateway. So I think most people like you thought it was the same thing. So now we find ourselves where the Wet'suwet'en Nation, the, the hereditary chiefs, there's five of them. They say they... Can you explain hereditary chiefs versus elected chiefs? Okay, so what happened in... This is a deep dive... <laughs> Okay, so in the 70s, the Indian Act of Canada put in elected officials for all the nations across Canada on all the indigenous reservations. Who were they elected by? They are like, I believe, well, at first they were appointed by the government. And as you can just assume from all the shit we've heard that went down with all the indigenous people and how they're wrongfully just fucking treated like garbage for so long. There's a lot of saying that the Indian officers that were the Indian officers that were selected were corrupt and were put there as yes men for the government so they could kind of just push stuff through. And that's actually what the hereditary chiefs are saying is that the elected council of the Wet'suwet'en Nation are yes men and they've said they said yes to the government just to kind of like line their own pockets. And then there's people on the other side saying that the hereditary chiefs are also doing that. And this is where I'm going to pull back and I'm not going to say who should be right in that way. What I think should happen is the Wet'suwet'en Nation with their elected officials and the hereditary chiefs should kind of... I don't know. It's 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 hard to say it in non-layman's term, but they should figure their shit out. Like they should, within themselves, figure out who's going to represent the nations, like the five nations that make up the Wet'suwet'en. What are you googling? Um, so here is. So anyway, all this shit's been going down. Yeah. This is over this one pipeline. Yeah. The hereditary chiefs of the Wet'suwet'en. Wet'suwet'en. Close enough. Yeah. Um, said that uh, they did not give their approval for this pipeline to be built through their um, sacred lands. Like a sacred lands. So they proposed an alternate route, which isn't that far off. Yeah. Of what the original route was. Um, this was back in 2014. Yeah. 
the company said it studied the proposed route and determined it was not feasible for multiple reasons, which are submitted to the office of the Wet'suwet'en in an August 2014 letter recently made public on the company's web- website. I would bet that all of those multiple reasons are because it will cost us, the natural gas company, yeah, more money <laughs> than just building a straight pipeline through your shit yeah, because that we don't care about. Could you just go up? Like, if if you look at the two plans, the one that they want to do is kind of straight across, and the alternate route proposed is maybe, like, a fifth longer. Like, it goes north on an angle, and then it does a dive south, and then it goes east or west again. Then it go- Yeah, like, I think they should just do that. Yeah, just fucking do it. Like, you can afford it. You're going to make so much fucking money selling natural gas to China just... Keep everybody happy and go around. The new route would have also cost the company an additional 600 to 800 million along with the year long delay. Well, guess what, fuckers? You're probably already facing that year long oh, delay. Oh, you're going to have all the injunctions. More than like, a year long delay. So much. So they've been. Uh, so this started with just um, like First Nations protesters. Uh, yeah. And now it's just like spun into everything. And they have, uh, they have blockades along rail routes. Yeah. They have uh, people storming government buildings they have yeah. people there were protesters in vancouver who shut down a fucking major intersection oh yeah and uh, the west coast express um i think it was thursday night like the tra- the train that goes from port moody to downtown vancouver it's like a regular railway and it goes into vancouver in the morning and out at night and they kind of block the railway which i mean with the uh, with the sky train going to port moody now you figure that the West Coast Express isn't as mandatory as it used to be, but mm, I feel like still, especially oh, it goes right the, to Maple Ridge, yeah, does like it? Yeah, people like way out in the burbs rely yeah. on that. So there was a lot of people pissed off with that because they couldn't get home that night. Um, Canada Pacific Rail has basically said they're suspending operations out east because of the protests happening, yeah. which is like way the fuck out of British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Via Rail, which is a passenger rail service, which I was unaware they still existed until they announced that they were ceasing operations. Well, there's the BC Mountaineer. That that's different. That's a private... Oh, I was going to say because we basically... Everybody... Who lives in Vancouver knows somebody who is a waiter on this p- passenger. The, the train. Rocky, yeah. the Rocky Mountaineer. Yeah, I, yeah, I think basically it runs between Vancouver and Calgary. Yeah, as far as I know, that's a different one. Via Rail still runs like yeah across Canada, but yeah, I don't know anyone who's ever ridden it. So this is basically greedy corporations, kind of like. Not wanting to do something because it'll cost more money and then it just blowing up in their face and it's going to end up costing them way more money. I think they should have just did did it the way the hereditary chiefs wanted to. Like if you have the elected council's approval and not the hereditary chiefs, don't just try push it through. That's not going to help anything. And I think one of the reasons that this is so – like this is such a hotbed and like basically a tinderbox ready to go off is because Justin Trudeau bought the Trans Mountain Pipeline basically as a last-ditch effort to try force it through against everybody. Like, so now that that one's going through and there's pretty much nothing they could do to stop it, they kind of see this as maybe the last straw. Like I feel like all the for all the indigenous nations across Canada like the ones in Ontario are coming out in solitaire in solidarity for uh, the Wet'suwet'en nation 
and all of this. And I'm like, I just think we that uh, they should put it on hold, and maybe I don't know, sit down with the hereditary chiefs, sit down with the elected officials, and then just have like. <clears throat> I don't know, just get like a whole big like inspection to see what can be done and basically just do the way that the hereditary chiefs told them to, like the alternate route. What yeah. do you think? Uh, okay, again, uh, caveat, I can't have an opinion about this because I don't really even fucking understand what's going on. Yeah. But um, I will say that uh, a couple things are true. Number one, the fucking company building this pipeline can afford six hundred to eight hundred million dollars to just fucking route the pipeline to yeah. a different fucking place and don't piss people off. And like, it's enough in this day and age that you get a fucking pipeline built without a government intervening. <laughs> so yeah. like, just just build the fucking pipeline that they want you to build. Yeah. Around the territory. Yeah. And then everyone can fuck off and go back to, you know, caring about whatever else they care about. Yeah. Um, I think this is like, this has become more of a symbolic thing over um, how the First Nations and Indigenous community in Canada has like, this has just kind of been like a, a stand in now for the entire. Uh, government and indigenous people's relationship uh, and how yeah. they are like the reconciliation and, and how this is like, it's like, well, are we still pursuing reconciliation? If we're going to be like, Hey, fuck you and your stupid recommendations, we're going to build the pipeline where we want. Yeah. Like that was one of their, that's another argument. It's like, well, this doesn't go along with the reconciliation projects that we had going. And this is just going to set everybody back. Like you said, and then Fucking idiot Sheer opens his dumb fat mouth. Did you see what he said? No, but I imagine it was stupid bullshit. So I have a question for, for you. Of- so you're pretty much the only person I know who knows about politics. Didn't Sheer have to step down as the leader of the conservatives when they found out he was using like party money to send his kids to private school? I mean, he is not going to be the leader of the conservative like, party. I thought he next. stepped down when they found that out. Or is he like, I'm going to step down, but I will still be the interim leader because yeah. he made a statement. Oh my God. It's pretty much the absolute worst thing this man could have said. He said that the indigenous people blockading in Ontario need to check their privilege and stop ruining the economy, which Yikes. is I mean, terrible. That's like, a very, that's a very uh, middle-aged white man opinion. Cause on one hand I'm like, he raises some good points. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> that statement right there is the reason Trudeau is our premier right now. It's like telling the least <laughs> privileged people yeah. on the, in the country to check their privilege. Yeah, and he said... Oh, blessed be. He, like, alluded to the fact that they didn't have jobs. It's like, why do you think they don't have jobs? Because they're all under strife and they're underemployed and it's not their fault. It's like this whole big can of worms and it's like, I don't know, that I don't feel comfortable talking on, like intergenerational trauma. Well, and even the like, like it is systemic racism is still something that exists. Like, um, and this is kind of uh, Canada's 
version of like affirmative action and the civil rights movement where we our approach to it was like, oh, we're going to create reservations and yeah. we're going to let indigenous people live on them and mm-hmm. we're going to give them, uh, you know, free money for uh, u- university. Yeah. And we're going to give them. I, I don't think that's a thing anymore. I think it is up to a certain. Anyway. I don't know. Like. We'd have to. But whatever. We should. We should have researched that. We should have each got a doctorate in this. Yeah. Before we could like specifically. Yeah. Anyways. Um. But but and then people on the outside look at that and they're like, "What? We solved it. We we <laughs> like what the fuck? Like yeah. There's like all this shit where like there is still like very much systemic racism and yeah. like uh substance use and abuse and like these people are just like. But they're just, like, tucked away on reservations Mm -hmm. and, like, largely ignored by society. And there is, like, a lot of, like, stigma and fucking racism that goes along with that. And and, But people who are external to that are like, what? We gave them what we wanted. We solved it. Racism doesn't exist anymore. Like, what the fuck are they complaining about now? Yeah, like, this is pretty much, like, with the whole, like, uh... With this whole record, like the thing we talked about before, the reconciliation project, where we're just trying to come to terms as a country with what happened with residential schools. That's it. Like, reconciliation hasn't even begun to approach everything else, like the Indian Act and all this stuff. Like, we still haven't made amends for what happened to these people with the residential schools. And then you have Sheer saying shit like this, and that's gotta like, like if anything, that was just basically a battle cry for everybody else to go. What you're gonna fucking say that? That's wow. Yeah. <laughs> we're all jumping on this prote- protest too. Like Sheer's a maniac. Well, I think, and he's if fine the, to just like burn it to the ground because oh he's God. not. Yeah. They, they are. He's not going to be leader of the the conservatives in the next. Like he shouldn't be allowed to make statements on behalf of the conservative party. Like if you're in the conservative party and you're like, oh, we lost to Trudeau, we thought we had it in the bag, and then this happens, you're like, what you 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 said what? <laughs> oh my God! Like this is they're like we. No, you you're not allowed to talk anymore. Like just like strip them and kick them out. And like I don't even know what do you do like for the leader of a party because it's not like you could just like well he's and he's not even going to be uh like you could muzzle him. You could be like hey please do not say words for the next because they're having a, another leadership race in like six months or something when they'll elect the new leader of the conservative party. So he can basically until then. Um, is do you think Maxim Bernier is going to come back and no. be like? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you said no once, and look what you got. I don't. Uh, I do not think. Do you think they'll go like? Because Sheer was supposed to be like their young and in touch guy, wasn't he? Yeah. Like because he's wow, younger than Robot Harper and younger than Bernier, and he kind of looks like a normal dude. Oh my god, it's just so. Anyways, Tangent Factory. Let's get back to this, like the thing we're not allowed to have an opinion on. So, what? Oh, nothing. I was just oh. gonna, like, I think I've oh, the one more thing I want to say about this is that I'm deeply uncomfortable with the fact that the RCMP mm-hmm. 
uh, is being mobilized. As, like, sure, on the surface, they're doing it to, like, um, you know, deal with blockades and protesters. Yeah. But, like, the end result of that is that a large private corporation gets what they want. Yeah. I don't think the police should be operating in a way that benefits large corporations at the expense of, like, the people who actually live in Canada. I think... That's my take on it. I feel like Canada's dalliance into having private corporations build utilities like this pipeline has been a failure pretty much across (laughs) the board. Like, Trudeau had to buy the last pipeline they tried to get through. Maybe it's time that the government... Uh, does builds the pipeline themselves and then like taxes it and charges you money to put stuff through it. Yeah, look, for everyone who shits their pants every time the word socialism comes up, uh, I'm going to say that people. I'm going to say that nationalizing our oil and gas yeah. could provide huge benefits to you, and here's why: you will pay less taxes. Yes. the end, which everyone loves. If you want to win. Uh, a election, you just yeah. tell people that they will pay less money out of their own pocket. Yeah. And imagine like being able to fund uh, our healthcare system and our education system and uh, continue to fund like the higher quality of life that Canadians enjoy and mm-hmm. have all that be able to happen without additional money coming out of your pocket because we are just controlling the sale of uh the natural resources that basically should belong to yeah, it should the government be. of Canada rather than like a company that comes in and just fucking like decides to yeah. buy a plot of land and extract the shit in it. And if you want to go smaller than the government of Canada, go the government of BC, get Horgan, even though he just say no to the pipeline, but get like the pipeline built and let BC control it. Like, because we know how the government likes to spend money, which we all hate at first, but then it usually turns out to be good. It's like, oh, you want to build a new bridge? Oh, that's a terrible idea. And then in five years, you're like, oh, I'm so glad they built this bridge. Yeah. Now I can drive <laughs> oh, work. infrastructure so that faster. I enjoy. Yeah. Wild. Like, yeah. Because that way, then the government can control the the whole exporting thing. And I'm not going to pretend I know about economics and trade with other countries but i'm pretty sure that if true like not trudeau himself but if there was a government body controlling this liquid natural gas instead of whoever's who did it do you know who did they say who it was that owns it like it's weird because kitimat itself was built by an aluminum company in the 50s just so that they could have people work at their aluminum plants. So yeah, who was it? Uh, I think it was Alcan. Oh, yeah. Alcan built Kinemat. So that whole, there's already like all this bad blood up there where, I mean, if you want to get into spiritual energy and stuff, there's no way that that left a good mark on the land up there, having a company come in and build a whole city in an old growth forest. So, Yeah. I don't know. Do you do you feel like we maybe danced around that without offending everybody? I don't know. Nobody listens to our podcast. I don't, I know Derek, you were personally concerned that your girlfriend might listen and be offended. No, she told me that 
if people listen to this and got offended, she would lose her job because she works with indigenous people. A- and the Andrea, I there. want to explain something to you. Nobody in any position of influence listens to this podcast, like at all. So what, one of the main things she was scared about was she um, told me, because like I went to a Thai function with her because she did an internship at the Thai. And I was talking to the publisher of the Taiyi, and the, and I said, "Oh, I have a podcast. It's called Outrage Factory." So Andrea was super worried that the producer of the Taiyi would listen to this podcast, and if only we had that problem, that would probably be the best problem. Could you imagine if yeah. they actually listened to this? Yeah, I would love that. I hope I'm going to set up. Some ads specifically targeting people Andrea works with so that we can get listeners. Derek, don't be spiteful. All right, fine. Because people might actually listen to a this episode because this is such a contentious issue. Nobody's going to listen. I think, well, I think we might get some listeners. Nobody's. Uh, so I found out the company that owns or is proposing the Coastal Gas Link Pipeline is TransCanada Energy, which... Were they the ones who did... Trans Mountain? 90% sure they are the one in the same behind the Trans Mountain Pipeline and... Uh, Northern Gateway? Yeah. Uh, and uh, their stock is doing uh, really quite well. Wait, what's their stock at? Is it at over $900 million? Like, could they afford the extra cost? Oh, they could easily. <laughs> like, what's their, uh, what's their market cap? <laughs> I definitely think that... Whoever made that decision to not go the alternate route in 2014 is just sitting up at night drinking hard alcohol, wondering. Okay, so where their he went their wrong. revenue their revenue last year yeah. was 13.6 billion dollars. Uh, their market cap is 69 nice billion dollars. Nice. Oh, so they so, could. I don't know what that means. I was gonna guess that they have. What, an extra $56 billion they can use? Their total assets are $98 billion. So that's... they. Those numbers just don't sound real. Once you, once you go past... My number is $3 billion. Once you go past $3 billion, it's just monopoly money. Even like $1 because a lot of people think they're like... Okay, you think like a million dollars. Yeah. And then you think like a billion is, oh, you just add another zero onto... Yeah. But you don't. You add a billion two or three is three extra zeros. It's a thousand million. Yeah. So if you have nine hundred ninety nine million dollars, and then you add one more million, that's a billion dollars, <laughs> and that's just like a fucking stupid amount of money. Yeah. Like how? How? Like imagine how much money you would have to make a year to get a billion dollars. You'd have to get like. A million dollars every hour, pretty much. Oh, wait. Yeah. What you should do, go to your calculator. Oh, nice. To make a million. How much? This is Jeff Bezos money. Yeah. How big is a billion? Uh, Wait, if you're saving your money at a rate of $100 per day, this is the world's worst advice. How long would it take to earn? $100 a day. How much do you earn... Wait, no, I want to calculate. Here, just go by a calculator and, you know, this is a really good podcast where me and Derek do math. Jeff Bezos, richest man in the world. Okay, $137 billion. His current net worth is $137 billion. He makes 
78.5 billion a year. Well, it's uh So it's in good. so he makes 1.5 billion dollars a week. Oh wait, let's put it this way. He makes almost exactly my two-week paycheck in a single every second. second. He makes $2,489 every second. And I am working like an asshole And that's U.S. 80 hours. Oh. That's American as well. Oh so in the time we just said that, yeah. Jeff Bezos earned 24000 American dollars. Okay. So we, you've been listening to this podcast for 36 minutes. Go back to that graph. Where are we at? So 36 an hour. So 36 times 149,000. But in 20 minutes, it'll be like 8,900,000. Uh, yeah. Uh, in the time it took you to listen to this section of the podcast, uh, Jeff Bezos earned uh, $5 million. $5 million. So <laughs> way to go, guys. Instead of you could have made $5 million, but you chose to listen to us. I hope you regret all of your life choices. Uh, so, yeah, I don't shed many tears for the company that's going to lose 800 or $900 million by having to yeah. re- like just build the fucking pipeline somewhere else and stop subjecting all of this to all of this bullshit because uh, – yeah, you know, I haven't personally been affected, but I always get annoyed when I'm like, oh, good. Protesters are off like fucking shit up for like no oil executive or TransCanada Energy fucking executive was bothered by that shit. It's all yeah. fucking normal people just yeah. trying to go to work. And they're like, oh, guess I can't do that because some dickhead shut a fucking intersection down. Like, cool. <laughs> thanks for targeting me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are not directing you to go to what is it trans canada energy yeah go shut down their no shit. derek we are saying don't go to trans target them energy directly and blockade their offices that would be a horrible idea right but if we were to not, no we're not saying that but if we were not we're not saying that we're not saying that instead of blocking the construction workers who are not making five million dollars in half an hour you should go to the company no wait we're not saying go to the company we're saying don't go to the company we're also saying don't bug the construction workers because their life sucks because they're working construction i work in construction kind of like ancillary construction where i work on machines that go to construction and that's bad enough so yeah uh, if we were going to not tell you to target the people who work, and not to target the people, I'm not saying Whoa, threaten. this is getting all if you want directed. If you Derek, were do not give them the address. Not going to disrupt. Do not give them the address. Available. Where is it? Well, it's it's on Google Maps. No, uh, but what what city? Six hundred nine Granville Street, Vancouver, BC. Oh, it's downtown Granville. Well, they have one in Vancouver. Yeah, in okay. uh, in the Pacific Center. Uh, go go fucking harass them. Stop shutting down intersections. Don't go harass them, but go, you know. Okay. Go harass. Go to the public land, go which harass. is the sidewalk, and hold up a sign if you want that says, go. "Dear sir or madam, I object with your choices." Just go harass them. On this pipeline, could you please make a better choice 
that would benefit more people. Yeah. I know that's going to be a long sign and you might have to. What is that? Extremely civil disobedience. (laughs) (laughs) Just super civil. Dude, like I say, if you have a problem with somebody, just be overly polite. (laughs) It annoys them more than anything else. All right. Have we tap danced around this enough? Can we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Derek, you know what we're allowed to have opinions on? Yeah, I was on? just going to say, what is the whitest, <laughs> what is the whitest, most male, <laughs> white male thing you can think of? Being a dickhead on a Being plane. Being a dickhead in general, but specifically on a plane. Yeah. I can't believe, so there's a debate raging online. I don't even know how there's a debate. I Like, so. Uh, I am flabbergasted for context uh a tweet or a post or a video or something i don't even know where it was originally posted went viral um of an incident on an airplane where a uh extremely (laughs) passive aggressive male i'd say aggressive aggressive yeah yeah i guess it wasn't particularly passive he was hitting the seat he was punching the seat with his fist not like wailing but he was like doing that like you know that thing where if you have a brother or sister and you're like, I'm not hitting you, I'm hitting the pillow, and you punch a pillow from like four inches away and you just keep not like hard enough to like do damage, but hard enough to just hurt and be super annoying. Just super duper fucking That's annoying. what this guy is doing to the back of this woman's seat. That's another thing. It's a dude doing it to a woman. woman. And this wimp dude i don't think he would have done that to him oh if there if this was a guy sitting in the seat there's zero percent fucking chance that this prick oh my fucking guy who i just like i can't fucking i spend a lot of time on planes yeah uh, and i cannot fucking stand the entitlement of this guy and i cannot stand people who are sitting there saying that he is somehow in the right because a woman dared to recline her seat on a plane, which, look, people. I fucking leave my seat back every single time. Every single time. Because I'm a fat guy. And it's uncomfortable to sit with the seat up. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't have good posture. I, will, I need to lean. I will only recline my seat if the people in front of me recline their seat. And then it's just like a chain reaction of reclining. Yeah. Like I need the extra space. Otherwise, if they recline and I don't, I have about two inches of space yeah in between me and and the seat but i will say airplane seats recline they were designed to do that yeah they are designed so that people can do that should they elect to do so everyone's talking kate told me about uh how there's like basically unofficial um unofficial rules like if your flight is under three hours or um and there were a couple other ones that you're not you're not supposed to uh recline your seat i say fuck all of that the seats are Klein. You know what's the problem with unspoken rules? Is they're unspoken. <laughs> they're not so actual nobody, rules. Nobody fucking knows them. <laughs> See, the funniest thing about this is it reminds me of, I don't know how many people watched the latest Adam Sandler movie on Netflix. Nobody. But there's this part where... Oh, wait. Is that the Academy? No. Okay. The second latest one. Not Uncut Gems, but Murder Mystery. The one where he's in it with... Um, oh, my God. 
I'm spacing on her name. The chick from Friends. Rachel from Friends. Anyways, they're a married couple. Jennifer Aniston? Yeah. Jennifer Aniston's in it, and they're on a plane, and she goes, please don't just lean back and go to sleep. Please don't lean all the way back and go to sleep. And he's like, Whoop! and he just leans all the way back and falls immediately asleep. And it's hilarious because that's how I recline in a seat. I'm sorry, not sorry. If, like, you know when you go and you're flying in a plane, they're like, oh, have your tables and chairs in the upright position until you're cleared to do so. And then there's that ding, meaning you can take your seatbelt off. It's like, and the seat goes all the way back. <laughs> and you immediately fall And asleep. it stays all the way back until a flight attendant comes up to me and is like, could you please put your seat up? Because we're going to land the plane. And if your seat isn't all the way up when we land the plane, it'll crash. Look, people are shitty fucking assholes on planes for so, so many. uh, If there's a way for a person to be an inconsiderate fucking shithead on a plane that has, like, not yet been discovered by humanity. It's like airplanes are archaeology sites for people to discover the absolute worst shit they are capable of by digging deep down inside themselves. Um, Like, (laughs) that's what it is. It's like, let's find a way to surface the absolute worst base instincts of humanity (laughs) on this fucking cylinder flying through the sky. Yeah. There's so much more to get upset about than somebody doing something in a seat that the seat was designed to do. Yeah. This guy is 100% in the fucking wrong. And uh, anyone who agrees with him is, we're not friends anymore. It gets worse. So, we saw the video of him punching the seat. Yes. Because she had leaned back. Do you know what happened before that? She had leaned back the seat. And then he said, excuse me, can you move the seat up while I eat? And she said, okay. He specifically said, while I eat. Yeah. So, she said she had the seat up. He ate. The meal was cleared. She went back, and then he started punching. And you know what? Unacceptable. This guy should be put on a no-fly list because, obviously, he doesn't know how to handle himself in an airplane. So here's the fucking weird thing is that the plane – this was an American Airlines flight, I believe, unless I'm misreading. If I am misreading, I'm not going to correct myself. It was some company that's like – Run by American Airlines. Oh, like a little charter, yeah. like regional. Okay. Um, so what the airline did in the moment was, was they hit him with baseball bats. Si- no, they right? sided with the guy who was assaulting the seat in um, front of him. Until they hit him with baseball bats. They offered him free alcohol and they reprimanded huh. the woman for, uh, again, as far as I know, all she did was recline in her seat. Yeah. Which I'm going to say is a weird fucking precedent for an airline to set when they have a bunch of flights with a bunch is, of reclining seats. Is this that bullshit where just men get to do whatever they want in the states that we keep hearing about? That This might be it. Like maybe the uh, flight attendant in the moment was like part of the brotherhood wink wink uh, know what i mean yeah. where we have dicks and they don't so yeah. we get to do whatever we want yeah. like punching seats like, and acting like a petulant man child i have a question about the mechanics of the seats have i just been on planes that the leaning back of the seat is held to like four to six inches max no it's very or is there seats that go back further than that like if the seat went back Two feet so that her head like 
the seat was actually like her head was touching his belly, then I could see being upset with leaning all the way back. Like if it was like a car seat that kind of went like flat, but no, they only go back four inches. I don't understand how people are upset about this. Well, actually, I do understand. I mean, people get upset because about a lot of dumb shit. This is what people are doing. They're like, it annoys me when people lean their seats back. So I'm going to say nobody gets to lean their seats back. So here's what this actually is. Air travel sucks. Like air travel is the shittiest experience. It is not something that anyone enjoys. Um, You're basically, unless you can like afford to enjoy it. But yeah, if you're going first class. Yeah. First class or even business class or even, even springing for those like economy plus seats. Dude, those are actually amazing. You're talking about WestJet, right? Like, so what, if you don't have WestJet, the economy plus seats are for 40 extra dollars. You can upgrade to a seat at the front of the plane that has a little bit more leg room. And instead of a middle seat, they put like a console with cup holders and stuff. So there's nobody sitting in the middle. Oh, is that and you're like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, well, that doesn't sound like it's worth $40, but it is. I would absolutely pay for it. I've actually been pretty lucky in that, like a lot of my flights, I'll just have like an empty middle seat or even yeah. like entire empty rows, which is oh fuck, it's a little, oh, little no, piece right? I have it. So like, if you know me in real life, you know I'm a kind of bigger guy, and flying on a plane for me is even worse because not only do I have the lack of leg room, regular six feet people do, but I have the lack of width room. So one time I sat on a plane. So like there's two people sitting and there was a guy in the middle and I had the, the, the alley seat. So I sat down and I'm like, "Mm, whatever. Hey dude, whatever. Like I'm a big guy. We're touching. Sorry. I'll do that thing where I pull my arm across my body. So I'm touching you with as little of my body as possible. And he goes, nope. And he gets up, goes to the flight attendant and is like, I want to purchase an upgrade. Did he? Nice. (laughs) I mean, that works for you too. We both got an upgrade because he was in the middle seat and then there's nobody in that middle seat. So it's like, I got the upgrade for free. Fuck. That's amazing. I'm just going to start touching people when I fly. Yeah, like just there. like encroaching on their space. <laughs> do, do that and see how well <laughs> that treats touching you. people. Actually, the thing about Canada is if you lean to into somebody and touch them, they'll be like, oh, sorry. They will 100% <laughs> do that. They're, they're polite to a fault. So air travel sucks ass. Yeah. And we all have a tendency to like act out over that because airlines are like – airlines have got – Teams of like behavioral scientists and like analysts dedicated to discovering exactly how much personal space they can shave off every yeah. time you travel before you will actually lose your mind and start assaulting people. Um, yeah, they're, and like, they're like, uh, they started killing each other. Can we move this yeah. a quarter inch apart? <laughs> they like. That that one flight where like everyone went insane and it was like that scene in uh, Event Horizon. Like nobody <laughs> talks about that anymore. They they gave people a little yeah. bit of space back, but that's like honestly how the airline industry operates. Like their yeah. profits are based on how many people they can pack onto these fucking flights and how much money they can milk out of you for the privilege to do yeah. so. So everyone hates traveling, but nobody gets mad at the fucking. Airlines, because we got to, yeah. I mean, people get mad at the airlines, but what are you going to do? Like, you're not going to sit there and like punch a stewardess repeatedly yeah. on a 
flight or you'll probably get kicked off the flight. Yeah, nobody's going to be like, please make my ticket cost more just so my ride's more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, like, you have – and here's the other thing about this fucking guy was sitting at the very, very back of the plane. The yeah. very back of the plane. So he – A, you have the option. Like, he had the option to purchase a seat upgrade, which yeah. everyone has that fucking option. They could do it. He had the option at check-in to not sit in the very last fucking row of the airplane so that he too could have had a seat that reclined. He had a whole world of fucking options available to him, and he took none of them and decided yeah. to just punch a seat because someone reclined instead uh, and – I'm sorry, man. I got to say it for all our talk about how uh, white dudes are great and white middle aged men can solve all the problems in the world. I'm, I'm just going to say that this for me, white dude, white dudes are canceled. See, that's we kind of the rub is that's it. White dudes are shit. We're done. That's it. This like you can't even defend it. Like I could be like, well, I'm a white dude and I'm nice. I, I've been pretty shitty in the past. I haven't been like punched the back of a seat repeatedly shitty, but he even looks like me. He's got he's bald white guy with a beard. Like fuck. Yeah. Like there's not that many of those guys. Well, he has glasses. So Got to change my look now. Yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah. So I just the thing that gets me is people were defending him. Like like weirdly there was like a 50-50 split yeah. of people being like this guy's in the right and I'm like why would you ever think that this is the right Behavior. Oh, I did tweet about this and I got right wing love because I said I recline every every fucking time my seat, my choice, eat shit Melvin's. And I think because I put my seat, my choice that a bunch of right wing people <laughs> went in there and liked my tweet. That was the hashtag that's, uh, <laughs> that they're rallying around. I get so few likes on my tweets that when somebody does like it, I'm always like, oh, who's liking my shit? And I'll go. And his site was just littered with right-wing propaganda. And I'm like, eh, like's a like. Take it. A like is a like. I, mean, I, I would have, totally shill. I don't have to agree with this fellow's ideal, ideal, ideology. Ideology. To enjoy one like on the internet. Yeah. Uh Oh, and she said she's going to press charges. Yeah. And she has video she evidence, so it's going to be a slam dunk. Which she should. I would like to encourage, based on the airline's uh, interesting response to uh, making sure he felt like he was the victim and making her feel like she was the perpetrator, I would encourage everyone on American Airlines flights where if someone reclines in front of you, just start punching that seat and you will probably get a free drink out of it. Yeah. I really hope I'm not flying also, American anytime soon. a lot of people were saying she encroached in his space. Correction, the plane space is everybody's no, space. Nobody has space on it. You're going to get a bubble. Actually, if you pay for I'm it. Gonna go, I have to go back because if I don't say you have personal space on a plane, people are going to do that thing where they put their fo- foot on your armrest. They do that. So this is where your personal space start and ends. Your seat along the sides and up the back is your space. Magically, you can make your space four inches longer by reclining, which you are completely allowed to do. You can't go across the armrest if someone's beside you, and you can't put your foot in someone else's underseat foot spot. Interesting debate, and this is the only one I care about, and this is something that actually should be debated. You're in the middle seat on an yeah. airplane. Yeah. You have, there's the window seat. Yeah. There's the aisle seat. 
Yeah. Who? This is an actual unspoken rule. Who gets? The person in the middle gets arm both armrests. Thank you. Because they have the shittiest seat. And I observe this one. I'm not going to say who's right and who's wrong. Like if I'm in the middle and someone fucking needs to have the armrest, I'll be like, this isn't worth fighting for. Unless it's like, because the only time I fly really is to Edmonton and that's an hour. And I could just fucking whatever put up with one armrest for an hour. And also, I never sit in the middle seat because I'm no, a bigger guy. Like I said seat. before, like I will pay the $15 to pick an aisle or a window seat. If you sit in the middle seat, you get both armrests. Yeah, that's, that's the way it works. That is the unspoken rule. But it's yeah. because both window and both aisle can, can lean outwards. Yeah. Uh, and they just generally have better, if you have the window, you can distract yourself with how fucking god awful the flight is. Yeah. If you have the aisle, you have more room to like stretch out, wave your arms around. Yeah. Uh, so the middle seat absolutely gets both armrests. Yes. That is one thing I agree with you on. The only thing. Yeah. In this, in 113 episodes <laughs> of this podcast, that's the first thing we've ever agreed on. Uh, what else do you want to go do into? Do you want to do some quick hits? Uh, yeah, we did see lean. Do you want to talk about the Oscars really quick? Oh yeah. I didn't watch them. I don't like the Oscars. I'm, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, best picture winner was a fucking fantastic film. Was it parasite? Parasite. Yeah. Which is, nice. uh, the first foreign language film, uh, in the history of the Oscars to win a best picture award. It's about fucking time. Yeah. Yo, if you want subtle nuanced horror movies, go Korean. Like they did the host, right? Yeah, this was the exact. This was a uh, bong. Um, oh, the director from host. The director from the host oh, and the director amazing. of uh, what else did he? Do? O- Okja. Okja the, was really good. Um, and he did. Uh, it doesn't matter. Fuck is his name? Good. Bong Joon Kim. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, South Koreans like sometimes they're a bit cheesier their movies because I feel like. They're the ones who Bong did. Bong Joon-ho, there we go. Did they do Shaolin Soccer? Like, is Shaolin Soccer Korean or is that Chinese? Because that movie, Shaolin so- Soccer and Kung Fu Hustle is like the best two hit movies ever. I don't know. They might be. They might be. That's China. Yeah. Those are two good movies. You should also watch those. That's, I'm, I'm glad that not only a foreign language film one, but a horror movie one instead of some god awful Clint Eastwood dry, you're supposed to like this because everybody else liked this and this is boring as fuck movie one. I mean, it was such a good fucking movie and it wasn't even like, it was like, I'd say the last like third of the movie was like straight up horror. And then the, oh, like really? the first two thirds are just basically like, um, this very like heavy handed, like story of class warfare, but it's really like, it's so fucking funny and well done. I would nice. definitely immediately after, cause people have been fucking hyping this movie to me ever since it came out. And I was yeah. like, yeah, whatever. And then immediately after it won, I went on the, the Google play, whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let's check this shit out. And I fucking, yeah, watched it immediately. Uh, and I cannot praise it enough. There was also an interesting moment. It was weird because there was kind of the absence of like all the heavily politicized shit from the Oscars this year. I don't know. Um, I think after the Golden Globes and like, I think basically, uh, Hollywood is kind of playing it closer to the vest after the whole me too thing. And they kind of 
showed the whole world that there are a bunch of classless fucking animals who are just preying on each other that maybe now's not the time to grandize and make political statements because you could be like, you guys are responsible for Weinstein and all this shit. Get the fuck out of here. So I think, and then basically Ricky or Ricky Gervais taking fucking pot shots at Hollywood also uh, kind of made them tone it down a bit. Uh, the the one uh, glaringly political speech I saw was uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin? Joaquin. Joaquin? Uh, who fucking went... He was like... He was really good. It was like a really passionate speech for the first like third of it. Just talking about like giving rights to the, the rightless. Uh, and then... Like, you know, talking about, like, gender equality or, like, racism oh, yeah, and all yeah. that. Like, you know, the general shit. Yeah. And then he started talking about, like, stealing cows. Wait, stealing cows, artificially inseminating cows and stealing their babies to, uh, and making them cry or something. Like, screaming cows. Was he talking about, like, did he go, like, a deep dive and, like, I think he was just talking about, like, factory farming or something, right? the plot, plot of Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, I'll- <laughs> Like this, do the lambs still scream, Clarice? <laughs> the, the the artificially inseminated cows. Yeah, he yeah. went. Uh, he's one of those guys. He kind of did the uh, the uh, the LaBeouf thing as well. It's like your entire career has become like. Um, yeah. Who else did that? Like the Andy Kaufman thing, where it's yeah. like your entire career is suddenly performance art now, right? Oh. Um, and he's he's one of those actors to me where I'm like, oh, he's fucking crazy. I like him in his movies, but he's fucking crazy. It's like Tom Cruise. It's like, yeah, he's a good actor and he does some good stuff. Unhinged. But he's a fucking nightmare in real life. For real crazy. Just crazy. Like, did you say see that movie, I Was Never Here or whatever, where he quit acting and was going to be a rapper? No, but that was the one where he did the like weird Letterman appearance and everyone was like, what the fuck is this guy on, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And he did that in real life and then it turned out that he was doing that for the movie? No, he was supposedly going to go be a rapper, but it failed so hard that he kind of was like, <laughs> I was joking. And Casey Affleck was taping it the whole time and being like, hey, I'm Casey Affleck. It sounds like I'm crying every time I talk, but I'm going to tape my friend Joaquin Phoenix trying to be a rapper. And then it was just like, I watched that movie and I was like, what? 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 And then he like came back to acting and I was like, yeah. Good. You're a good actor. You're good at acting. You should do that. You shouldn't be a rapper. He could probably be a rapper, though. No. If you watch that movie, he tries to rap in it, and he's horrendous. Uh, Okay. So, yeah. Oscars happened. What else? What else we got? One thing I keep asking about the Oscars is, why did Eminem sing a song from a movie that was 18 years old? Like... Yeah, I like that we all got the shot of Scorsese not understanding what rap is because he's an old man. But he doesn't even understand what superhero movies are and what they've evolved into. You're going to expect this guy to understand rap from 18 years ago? You know what? I bet he wasn't. He understood it. He's just like, why is this old song being played? Like, did I fall asleep? Is this the past? What are you, what are you squinting at? I'm just reading... Uh why it came together? 
I kind of figured maybe since I didn't get the chance to do it at the time, maybe it would be cool. Back then, I never thought that I had the chance to win, and we had just performed Lose Yourself on the Grammys with the Roots a couple of weeks before the Oscars. But then when I found out I won, that's crazy. That, to me, shows how authentic and real that award is when you don't show up and you still win. I don't know. It looks like they just... Uh, huh. They were just like, hey, uh, why don't... Oh, because he won an Oscar for that song, didn't he? Yeah, 18 years ago. Yeah, so it was probably just like, a, oh, hey, greatest hits of the Oscars. Uh, everybody likes Eminem. Yeah, you know you know who the kid's like right now? That uh, Marshall Mathers fella. Oh, it's probably, it's probably also because he has an album out that just came out that's getting quite a lot of buzz. I listened to half of it, and I was like, yeah, still Eminem. That does he Sounds sound? exactly the same as everything else he sung. That's good. And rapped. That's good. And then they're He's like, consistent. they're like, let's show the one tie he has to our aging, bloated uh, industry. And that was the one time we gave him a feel good award for his movie that he made. Oh, speaking of movies, Me Too's back apparently. Well, Just kind of never, never goes away. Terry never. Gilliam, Gilliam says, uh, "Is it Gilliam?" I'm Anyways, I'm probably I not. think it's Jillian. Gif or Jif? <laughs> oh, let's get into that. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, it's not called Giraffic Interchange <laughs> Format. <laughs> uh, so Terry Gilliam said that Me Too was kind of a witch hunt, which if you want everybody to look into your past and if you have possibly sexually molested anybody, those are the kind of words you say in public because that's a good way to get a microscope just looking over all of your stuff. Like, I like Terry Gilliam movies a lot. He did, I think he did Brazil. He did do Brazil. That's my favorite movie. He did all the weirdest shit, like the weird animations in Monty Python. Yeah. He did, uh, it's weird, in this article I'm reading. Baron Munchausen. He is identified as... The t- uh, Time Bandits director first and Monty Python cast member second, whereas <laughs> I would definitely invert those two. I think it's because Time Bandits was – no, it wasn't his first movie. I think that's kind of like a slight because that movie was a flop, wasn't it? What else? He did 12 Monkeys, didn't he? Um, he did do 12 Monkeys. That is my favorite. Uh, wow, he wrote so many movies. Uh, here, I'm just going to pull it up. Um, wow, he did The Man Who Killed Don Quixote last or two years ago. But before that, it was a whole bunch of like shorts and stuff. Oh, he did The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Good-ass movie. Yeah, and he did Tideland. I didn't see. The Brothers Grimm I liked. Fear and oh, Loathing. he did Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That's easily his biggest movie. 12 Monkeys. Fisher King was good as fuck, yeah. too. Uh, uh, Brazil, yeah. Anyway, uh, so anyways, he, he does a lot of movies I like, and but this, sorry Terry, I ain't got your back no more. Yeah, sorry. This is also uh, so his full comments are, uh, uh, of Weinstein's alleged victims. He said these were ambitious adults. There are many victims in Harvey's life, and I feel sympathy sympathy for them. Could have just stopped there. That if, if you're going to make a statement like that, you end after I feel sympathy for them. What he went on to say was, but. Oh. Right there. That's a career ending but right but there. But then Hollywood is full of very ambitious people who are adults and they make choices, which is a very victim blamey thing to say about people. Uh, yeah, I think this is still goes back to that whole Weinstein thing where people were using sexual favors to Weinstein to barter for 
roles in movies and stuff, which is still exploitation, yeah. even though they get what they want. Yeah, I mean, that's still indicative, like, that is in no way okay, and I think no. people have every right to raise shit about that because they were put in positions where that had to happen for, like, to lots of people over a yeah. very long period of time. Hollywood should literally drop a nuclear bomb on Weinstein just to burn that whole part out of their hole. Like, cut out the well, yeah, but there's got to be, and I'm sure, like, whenever someone's like, hey, they had it coming, yeah, like, no, they did, they, they have yeah. to be looking at this guy now to be like, well, what the fuck did he do? Yeah. Uh, he also made comments in 2018 at a film festival in the Czech Republic when he said, I no longer want to be a white male. I don't want to be blamed for everything wrong in the world. I tell the world now I'm a black lesbian. My name is Loretta and I'm a BLT, a black lesbian in transition. I guess all that money wasn't enough for him. Uh, You got to make all these great movies and have all this money. And you know what? Having that super nice life just wasn't enough because people were like, hey, you know, as a white guy. You did kind of some bad stuff. Like, when people say white dudes ruined everything, white dudes did ruin everything. That doesn't mean as a white dude you have to be like, well, I didn't ruin anything. We got to stop saying this. It's like, no. It's just dudes are garbage and they wreck everything. You can acknowledge that that happened. Instead of of getting all, like, uh, petulant and butthurt and like, oh, well, picked on now so I'm gonna say something really fucking offensive to prove how shitty men are. Yeah, it's or, like the men's right activists. They're like oh, men get abused too. Yeah, by other men, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Get more rights for the people who are abusing you? Like, oh, men attack other men and they rape them all the time. Yeah, so how would giving men rights help that? Well, and it's like um, and something they like to trot out is that, like, uh, men suffer from like really high like suicide rates and like depression rates and it's like okay but like men have been in the like position of power for a really long fucking time yeah pretty and much nobody even fucking like talked about any of that shit yeah. or did anything about it so like trumpet like and I'm not going to say that like you know depression and, and suicide aren't an issue with men because yeah. they absolutely are but like to say that by focusing on women or, like, other marginalized groups now that we're somehow doing a disservice. Like, if you want to start a fucking charity that, like, provides, like, mental health counseling or resources to men or suicide prevention for men, like, go fucking hog wild. Yeah. But, like, men have this tendency to just be like, the world's changing and I don't like it, so I'm going to throw a tantrum and be a fucking shithead. Yeah. And uh, that's my solution to everything. Yeah, it's like... Or start a podcast. It's like you have two house plants. One is men, one is women. You're like your your woman house plant isn't as big, so you start giving that more water. And then men are like, "Why are you giving all this water to men? We still need water too." Yeah, no, you're still getting water. That plant is still a lot smaller than you. Wait until it's the exact same size, or maybe even a little bit bigger, before you start playing the victim here, because it's gonna be it's still a long ways off before women. 
are on the same level or even a bit higher than men. Even and when that happens, don't feel like you have to play the victim or that you're somehow being marginalized as a result of that. Like if women are operating at the same level as men and we have all the systems in place to support that and make that possible, that's better for everybody. That is literally yeah. better for everyone uh, if we have a more equitable society. And like there doesn't have to be. It's like kind of like the zero something. Like yeah. women are winning, men are losing, and women cannot get ahead without men having things taken from them, which I think is a really uh, fucking. It's a real starvation mentality. It's yeah. like there's enough food to go around. They're not going to pull the food out of your mouth and make you starve just to feed this other group. Until they literally do that, which, yeah. you know, is probably coming in the next five years. So men. And being an expert on humans, we're not there yet. Maybe like Derek said, in five years, which I doubt they will be, but yeah. Start, just, you know, if you're a man uh, in preparation for the coming Amazonian apocalypse where we are all going to be dominated, subjugated by women, maybe, maybe start stocking up on canned goods in your bomb shelter. That's all I'm going to say. And boner pills. But if for the, if you... Well, because if women <laughs> get in power and subju- subjugate men, they're going to, the first thing they're going to do is get rid of boner pills. But right. they're also going to need breeding stock. And if you're like me, in 10 years, I'm going to be 50. And if I want to be breeding stock, I'm going to need some boner pills because... You clearly thought this through. <laughs> have <a> you? <laughs> Derek, I like to be prepared. And one of the situations I got to be prepared for is the matriarchal (laughs) apocalypse, I guess you would say. But it wouldn't be like an apocalypse. Like that's one of those tropes in science fiction where it's like women are in control and then they just keep like young studs for breeding. Yeah. Or 50-year-old studs with boner pills. (laughs) Yeah. Also, we should probably get on some fucking testosterone (laughs) if we want to be the breeding stock. Actually, you know what? I have... have you seen my body hair and male pattern baldness? That's all testosterone, yeah. baby. I'm doing fine in the testosterone department. I, I, was, I was thinking about it, and I probably wouldn't be... The traits, like the dead inside and jadedness, you probably don't want in all of the stock that That's you're trying to breed. That's not genetic. Yeah, it is. What? It's not my fault. That you're dead inside? Yeah, it came from my parents. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, but, but that's more of like a... <laughs> It's more of a nature versus nurture thing, right? No, no, it's somebody else's fault. That's what I like to say. Right, okay. So my dad and my mom, they had recessive dead inside genes. Okay. Like blonde hair. Right. And then since they both had recessive, when they made me, the recessive dead inside genes came together and then they became a dominant gene. So I'm dead inside and I now have... A dead dominant. inside dominant gene. To pass on to your offspring. So my child. Or many sorry, children. Sorry, future children of Dale. You're all going to be dead inside. That's fine. Because this has nothing to do with the choices I mismade in my 20s or did wrong in any way. It's somebody else's fault. I mean, if they're men, they should probably prepare to be dead inside because, again, we will all be enslaved by women and have no hope. Although, one thing I've noticed... That if you are dead inside, it's a lot easier to just get along. Just, if we were all, everything we out. could all be a little more dead inside. It's like, uh, like if we were dead inside, 
We wouldn't feel like we had a right to stop someone from leaning into us. We would just be like, yeah, I guess, whatever. Yeah. Oh, another person just taking what they want from old Derek. Yep. Guess I'll lean back and do it to the person next to behind me. Actually, I just thought of something hilarious. So going back to the guy on the on the lean hole thing, what if the first the first person leaned back? I thought I said I don't know what I said. <laughs> I could have said lean hole. Let's just call him the lean hole. Yeah, I, I mean I like it. Asshole. That's what I was like, asking. So the lean hole is looking down the aisle of the plane, and he sees the person in the very front seat lean back. He's like, uh oh, and then it's like just like fucking dominoes cascade effect. He sees them all leaning, and then he realizes he's in the last spot, and he's like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Everybody's leaning. It's just like a wave crushes on him, and he's like, ah. And then you just like punch, 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 punch. And maybe he was trying to undo the domino effect and yeah. like knock that one, like push yeah. the domino forward so it would like yeah. move all the seats forward the all the way. By the sheer power of petulance, I will change the environment around me. Fuck that guy. I still can't believe that people agreed with that guy. I know. All right. Well, do we have anything else we'd like to cover? No, I don't. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, it's hey. Good. Thanks for tuning in to White Guy Factory. I've been your co-host, Derek Bolin. You can follow me on Twitter at Herder. I've been your other co-host, Dale DeRuder. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at SuperDaleBot. You can follow us on Twitter where Dale likes to tweet fairly frequently now, actually. Oh, actually, I'm going to send me the link to the alternate route of the pipeline because I'm going to tweet that picture. I'm going to send that to Dale because at OutragefactPod. Which as, is where you can find him. As colorful as our language is, we're not very good at making pictures with our words. <laughs> do, you, do you want to say? Uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, if you have money that you want to send to us, uh, you can do so at uh, patreon.com yeah. slash Outrage Factory. And uh, if you are a pipeline company who wants to use us as consultants on how not to basically ruin your entire pipeline and put the whole thing in jeopardy, feel free to uh, DM us on Twitter. Yeah, or if you'd like to pay us money and we will, uh, you know, get some support for you in the court of public opinion where we are both very influential, particularly among white men currently sitting in this living room between the ages of 39 (laughs) and 41, uh, that coveted demographic, send us some money. We'll, uh, We'll shill for you. Yes. Uh, And until next week, stay angry.